Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, my name is Jason Smith. Joining me today to not only help shed light on current important storylines, but also talk about Home and Away's rich social legacy, our story executives Louise Bowes and series producer Lucy Adaria. Welcome to the Home hey. and Away podcast. Thank hello, you. hello. It's great to be here. Lucy, Home and Away keeps its currency by tackling social issues, but they can provoke reaction from the audience. How much of a responsibility is that? Oh, as as a team, we feel a huge responsibility of, for, sure. for these social issues that we want to deal with. Yeah, we just want to make sure that obviously we're, you know, we're being accurate, that we've got the correct information. If it does provoke a reaction from the audience that we are pointing them to the right resources for help. Helplines. Helplines, yeah. For follow-up, if anything's triggered by any of the stories that we're telling. Lucy, you've had, what a great job you've got. Producing. I'm so lucky. I'm going to say the best show on television. And we're um, going to agree. Yeah, yeah we're all yeah. going to agree. Yeah. Hands up. Anyone yeah. that does it hands down is out. Get yeah. out. How did you get into the producing side of the show? Like, obviously, it's the golden ticket. It but, was. Uh, it was a. It was a golden ticket. Look, I have loved the show from the beginning. I watched the pilot with my sister, so I've always loved the show. I have been producing since 2012. I started on in Home and Away in tw- 2009 in post-production and yeah I met um, Cameron the previous producer who I'd worked with on All Saints and he I think he'd been on the show for about four four or so years and was saying I might be moving on and would you be keen and I'm like hell yeah I love this show so I'm in so yeah it's been a huge learning curve and it is massive teamwork so been fun. It is yeah best job in the world. There's obviously the years, there's new social things going on. You know, internet's changing the way we do things. So how do you guys choose what social issues to, you know, do the story of and why? I guess it always starts again uh, with the character and what they may or may not be vulnerable to in their truth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we, we stay abreast of what's going on in the newspapers. We look at, you know, the social research websites mm-hmm. that will tell us, you know, what's the big thing that's happening at the time, whether it be bully online bullying or, you know, issues surrounding mental health in teens, for example, stuff like that. So we kind of keep a really close eye on those resources and it's not like we pick up every single one of them and we're not kind of in the business of going, this needs to be our issue of the week. It's only when it feels right and where it feels relevant and where the character, there's a fit with the character, that that's their truth. So tell us about the current storyline of online grooming. How did that come about exactly? The online grooming story started with a a newspaper report that came out last year about an Australian teenager who had fallen victim to an online groomer and ended up in New York with them Uh, and it was a terrifying possibility and so I did a very quick kind of research sweep on that and I can remember reading 
a statistic that terrified me from the Australian Federal Police website because they have a very big online safety for teens uh, section and it said that 49% of teenagers between the ages of 13 and 18 had sent sexual content online to either a, a website, a forum or to an individual and I thought that's 50% of Mm. our teens who have fallen victim to it. So it immediately sort of screamed, that's a story that needs to be told. They're saying that sending nudes is almost like a social currency these days, which is just insane. Terrifying. Now, as a writer, are these issues challenging for you or is it a good opportunity to tell a good story? Oh, definitely challenging. Mm. It is a good story. Uh, And we're not, look, we're not in the business of preaching to our audience. We're not here to wag a finger and say this is wrong or, but if we can provoke a conversation in a living room of a parent and a child to say, you know, look what's happening here. Do you know anyone who's doing that? Do you, have you ever done that? Let's talk about it. Then it keeps the show contemporary, relevant. It sends a really positive message and it starts conversations. Yeah, I guess that's the big appeal to this show as well is the fact that you do kind of nail on the head this, the issues that are current right now are the ones that need to be told and that's yep. what makes the show obviously so current. But um, how did you decide to the online grooming story and why did you choose Bella for that? Poor Bella. Um, <laughs> Bella is a very specific character who's had a very, in some ways sheltered and in some ways brutal childhood who wasn't necessarily as savvy, tech savvy on the internet and so forth. And so when she was reaching out, trying to get help for school and her personal issues, and it just felt like that was the best fit for us to say, look how easily this can happen, for to, to reach out for all the right reasons, to want to make a connection that you're feeling was missing in your life, you know, to have someone on the other end of that take advantage of it, it was a no-brainer for us that yeah. it was a Bella story. And it's a great opportunity for her as an actor as well to get that experience to oh, be she's pushed amazing. to the, yeah. And the stuff I've seen is incredible. Yeah. And she's actually got a background in, before she joined the show, she's completing a psychology degree. She had actually hadn't quite finished it and she's finishing it this year. So she had a lot of insight into that vulnerability and she's also works on Lifeline, I believe. You Once know. a week or she does the Lifeline? Yeah. 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 Life. It's amazing. So as an actress, I guess she's got great access to, you know, research and, and be across, across all that. So this friend, he's online. Bella, don't tell him my name. I mean, who even is this guy? His name's Tommy. I met him on a school forum Miss Stewart showed me. And how are you hoping that Bella emerges from this ordeal? We always hope that we can show through our characters that there is always a way out. There is light at the end of every tunnel. There is optimism to be found. So, you know, it's not going to be an easy road for Bella, but it, we're hopeful yeah. that she will come out on the other end of, the, of this a little stronger and a little more worldly, I guess, a little less naive. Bella, what happened? We met online and we started chatting. But did you know he was older? Not at first, but eventually. I really thought he was my friend. I trusted him. Bella, you can tell me. Um, what doesn't break her only makes her stronger, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for her, what it does also achieve is it gives her connections to other characters yeah. in the bay that she wouldn't normally have. 
Now, I've got to say, I've seen this, like, there's some crazy, intense moments around that storyline. There's a fine, lots of tension. I mean, how do you brief the actors on storylines with heavy material like that? We always like to meet with them prior just to sort of plant the seed and obviously give them the opportunity to research and, you know, get get the head around it. But often the actors are always looking for wanting to know what their next story is. So they're often lurking around Lou's desk to try and find out what's knock. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have like do not disturb sign that goes don't don't bother knocking? I love getting disturbed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really good just to give them that sort of headspace just before, you know, no one really ever opens a script and goes, oh, my goodness, what what's this? They usually are across They've that it's, warned, it's yeah. coming. So If you're going to be living in the Bay, you can ex- expect the unexpected, really. You can't be too shocked with what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to be an easy life in Summer Bay, is it? No, no. I don't think you're ever going to just turn up and go to school and grow up and get a tan <laughs> and, and go off to university. No. You're never going to do that. The town is full of challenges. It is indeed. And great challenges as well. Always. Do you want to talk? I'm fine. You know, it's okay if you're not. Don't worry about me. Just want you to focus on Irene. Okay. You know, I could make some calls, get you in to see a counsellor or something. Seriously, I'm good. No. How about you at least try and get some sleep, all right? Lou, what are some of the more challenging social issue storylines you've been involved with and developing? Across my time here, I think uh, we did a date rape story a few years ago, which was um, which was really challenging to get right in terms of the the other teens who were in the show at the time. Um, sudden infant death syndrome, which we did with Heath and Bianca's. Uh, baby son Rocco it was heartbreaking and the the feedback that we got from people on that who were sending their stories into not only myself and the production but the actors who were involved in that it opened up a big conversation about what it was like to to lose a baby in those horrible uh, circumstances we've done domestic violence we've done mental health issues uh, depression um, we're dealing with that. Al- drugs and alcohol issues, all of them are really important issues that I'm really proud to have been a part of bringing to the screen. And I just, I know I've said it before, but it's all about starting those conversations. Yeah, I mean, that must really be the icing on the cake for being a part of this show oh, because that's what makes it all worth Absolutely. it. Yeah, for everyone involved, whether it be, you know, the director or the actors involved, we know we're doing something important yeah. here. And so when you do get that feedback, you know, it, not only does it give you that moment of pride, because it does, but even beyond that, it it drives you to want to do it more, yeah. to be able to, you know, draw in more information, dig deeper, dig yeah. deeper yeah. become more relevant and contemporary and, and tell those stories that they're not easy stories no. to tell. They're not easy stories to direct or and produce to right or to act. Well, yeah. you know. Absolutely. And to, and to do them responsibly. Yeah. yeah. There's usually, well, not usually, but in some cases, you know, controversy around the subject. So yeah. there's always, you know, different. Medicinal cannabis. Yeah, medicinal. Yeah, yeah that was which a is Which very, is a recent yeah, one we've recent. done. It's yeah. All yeah. yeah. So, you know, you got that. You've got very strong pros and cons that are attached to that particular debate. Yeah. And as long as you are showing a balanced view of that, then the audience are making up their own mind. We just need to know that it's the correct information yeah. and it's up to them. Open it up and that's right. Them. Exactly. 
Love, have you, um, have you spoken to Bella about what happened? Last night. Yeah, she shut me down. Yeah, well, she probably hasn't got the right words yet. But you need to get her to open up, Carl. Something like this, you know, we can just fest her. Get her to talk about it. Make her realise that she's not alone here. Now, you're both mums. Lucy, you're a mum, and uh, is what you're writing about a timely warning to the audience? Well, I think when Lou mentioned and first came with the idea of this online grooming, I was quite excited about that story because as a mother of a 13-year-old daughter who's right into social media at the moment and still pretty naive when it comes to, you know, navigating away through it, every week there's a different platform to connect with friends. I found, you know, private Instagram pages that she's set up. and It's a labyrinth. It, of- it is. It is, and it is. And so I think we can be trying to tell the story so the kids see, but also as parents to actually go, you think your kids... You, you think know, you know, but you think you know. Think again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that was the really important thing too is to go, you don't have... There's no big red flags that are screaming that your kids are on the wrong thing, being talked to by a stranger whose intentions are not pure you're just everybody's kids are sitting on computers and on on their phones all night and do you really know what they're doing and who it is that they're talking to and what they're being asked to do and even if they're sitting next to you to be able to know what it is that they're doing is tricky great for the show to sort of not raise the flag a little bit at least bring awareness so you're watching as an audience member you can go oh okay i'm getting that i'm seeing that i'm experiencing that i can speak to that person about that Mm. it's really good to to start the conversation absolutely exactly because it's just getting wilder and wilder out there isn't it yeah like how do you draw the line like how do you control that you can't. Well, you can't. Yeah. I think that's that's the information is power. Mm. And I think that's what it comes down to. And so if we can just raise awareness and, and again, not to be preachy about it, but just to say, look how easily yeah. this has happened for people to go, well, maybe that's happening to my kid and they don't even know it. So, you know, it's about starting conversations. Yeah. I should have been looking after a will. She should have been with me, not with Irene. Hey, you didn't know that any of this was going to happen? This scumbag has been grooming her, right, online for weeks. Oh, stop. No, I should have noticed something was wrong, but I've just been caught up in all my own stupid stuff. I, okay, okay, you're you're here for her now. That's all that matters. You didn't see her, Will. She's pretending like she's fine, but she's... I should have been there. How do you go about briefing a director for a storyline like that? How do you pick them? What you- this one was, uh, because it went over so such a long period, it was about eight weeks, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we have lots of different directors who are all going to contribute to this storyline. One thing we did very differently with this story was that because it's a pri- like Bella's private conversation with Tommy, it's not like she could really talk. So all the communication we did on, with the on-screen graphics, so from a director's point of view, we had to make sure that they all took on that uh, that creative brief of this is how we're going to tell the story and obviously looking at screen graphics for a, a long time was it's quite problematic not so fun is it not so Look fun I'm telling story but also you know you don't really talk to your computer so there was a bit of a balance of yes yeah, seeing her right seeing the graphics on the screen yeah. and sort of talking so they all got on board with that I think it was something quite different but I think it really helped it's with, very modern yeah so it was good a good way to sort of see inside Bella's, yeah, private world. Hey, just a heads up, if you're not listening to this on the Acast app, 
download it now so you can watch along and listen along with exclusive picks. How does the happiest day of your life turn into the worst? In Seven Studios' new romantic thriller, Secret Bridesmaids Business, everyone is hiding something. And someone is always watching. Starring Abby Cornish, Katie McGrath, and Georgina Haig. Secret Bridesmaids Business. Coming soon to Seven. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the creative point of view, you have, you start with a script, and then the script goes and gets produced and then you have a finished product let's talk about how that all works from the very beginning for each episode okay for each episode we start in the story room and um i guess a a week of the show we we do a week per week so um it's you know around a hundred scenes a week so we five episodes and we start with a blank page and... Lots of blank whiteboards that by say, the end of the week have got, you know, scribbles and scenes and it's like a beaut- beautiful and strings lines. and yeah. pictures yeah. and... That's the one. It always looks like yeah. sort of, you know, a CSI. Something out, exactly. Yeah, spy exactly. Movie. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. Out of that comes our plot notes, which is the, I guess, the framework off which each episode is going to hang. We then bring the writers in one by one, brief them on those episodes. They go away and create what we call a scene breakdown, which expands on and explores those plot points. At each stage, it comes back to us for approval and for input. They then go away and write the script. It takes about three and a half weeks to write one episode. It comes back into us. We edit that, make sure all the continuity is correct, that all the story points are hitting, that the character voices are correct and that it's as delicious as it possibly can be and also that it can be produced because it's lovely, we can do what we want. Yeah, but the hurricane we just pro- isn't going to make it this way. Yeah, yeah, the alien landing thing, yeah, damn forget it, it Lou, yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, at that point, it becomes a director's release and we go to a director's meeting with Lucy and the respective director and we talk through every Everything, single one yeah. of those scenes, yeah. every single one of those lines of dialogue, every bit of big print. Commercial breaks, end of episodes. I'm like, I don't get it. Can you <laughs> explain? And Lou's like, yeah. So or, always making sure, obviously, because we're just making sure that the pickups are from the week before, what's been happening in between that is clear because obviously characters drop in and out. But, yeah, we have fun. It's a yeah. good day. Yeah. It's an intense day. And then from that, you go from to... From that, um, the, I guess the director has come on. Shooting release. Yeah, yeah shooting yep. release. 
and the director sort of takes it over for obviously amendments but then the director's on that sort of block for five weeks from script so that's when all the script work and then um, they get their shooting release by the end of that week and then they're off with the crew searching for locations and recce's production meetings casting rehearsals rehearsals and then the following week they're on location for two to th- three to four days yeah. And then the following week, they're in studio for five days. Yeah, because you're days. shooting the location of the new block before you shoot the studio. Studio, yeah. So you're on location right. shooting the week yeah. ahead, yeah. but you're on studio shooting the week before. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. For that director, mm. they get to follow it through. So it's location, then a studio, and then edit. You've really got to be on your game, don't you? Yeah. It's like riding that wave. If you don't get that perfect yeah. wave, you're going to be bloody wiped out. <laughs> that's the one. You know and stuff. also, too, like that sounds great, except... That's happening every single week. So every single week you have one block being plotted, one being written, one being edited, one at director's release, one being shot on location, one being shot in studio and one in post-production. So that is every week. (laughs) And one going to air. That's crazy, isn't it? So we just jump. I think, well, it's six months worth of blocks Mm -hmm. that are in some way in production, whether it's from plot to what's waiting to go to air and what we work work with it so on publicity. So in brain right now, you've got the storylines for 2025? 20, 25 episodes. <laughs> no, 2025? No, no, you've got 25 <laughs> episodes. Yes. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. We just jump in and out. Meditar, no, is it? Yeah. You just can't stop, you just can do. you? just do. Just get just, on the train. It is yeah. like muscle memory, really. Is, like yeah. a lot of people go, how do you do it? Mm. But you just have to jump, be able to jump into it like when you're reading a scene breakdown and then literally the next day you're reading a director's script release, which is nine, ten weeks yep. ahead, and you just got to, like, yeah, just get into that block and leave And it. there are moments, I will be really honest, where you suddenly go, has that happened yet? Oh, yeah. I better check. <laughs> and no. <laughs> then I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> What's the year? Yeah, what day is it? <laughs> I heard you talking about a Tory before, asking if she was safe. Did I? I don't. And I just happen to be replacing a Tory Morgan at the moment. Right. Well, the thing is, Tory kind of has her own bodyguard as well. She's in protective custody. I thought she was on paternity leave. Well, she's pregnant in protective custody. Of course. Sure picked a sleepy little town to work in, didn't I? When you're meeting a cast member for the first time, what advice do you give them on their first sort of week? You know, buckle up, here's your home and away show bag, all the best, here's your scripts and a schedule. <laughs> and, and off you go. See praise you in be a few Lord, weeks. good luck on yeah. that wild ride. But what kind of advice do you give them all? Look, I just sort of say to them, it's, it is a big sort of machine of a show and that you just can't try and get your head around it in, you know, one go and it will take a few months just to ask lots of questions. Someone will tell you where you need to be. Yeah. That the crew obviously and the rest of the cast are amazing and it feels overwhelming to start with but you'll you'll settle in pretty quickly and within a week they're, they're yeah, you're right. Everyone's yeah. really great. Everyone's cool. Yeah, like everyone's cool. Yeah. So. I remember my first week and someone said your life is about to change forever and they were not wrong it really yeah. was a game changer yeah and you know it's crazy and yeah well now too with social media yeah. obviously you know with paparazzi and they might be filming but not on air for another six months but suddenly yeah, so you guys having to shoot more stuff at studio now to sort of protect the storylines or anything like that or? so um, look sometimes i mean a wedding a wedding on palm beach you know is there's nothing better really but then you think oh that'll definitely be leaked so sometimes we those big 
story moments, we think we do sort of question where we're plotting, where they're yeah. situated. Uh, how long do you have for each scene to shoot? It's different to location of studio, isn't it? Yeah. In a day we normally shoot, or location we shoot around 10 minutes a day. That's if it's just normal sort of uh, summer bay scenes, yep. beach scenes, caravan park scenes. And in studio it varies depending on about 14 minutes, but it does depend on what sets we're in, how many people, if it's a big party or a big, you know, gather, community gathering in one of the restaurants or surf club. They so it's often like an take hour longer. a scene or something like Basically, that. Basically. You know I mean? so yeah. Each take, three takes. <laughs> yeah. okay, do the math lucky. on that. You've got yeah. one take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Get it but right. it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> towards the end of the day mm. when the directors are running down for whatever reason, sometimes they do schedule simpler scenes usually towards the end of the day yeah. if, the, if they're two-handers two-handers or, yeah. and they which can is, get them which done. is a scene between two people two people yeah. yeah and sometimes they get them shot you know one take done yeah t- two three cameras when they're fired that's up. a wrap yeah yeah love that that's yeah. excellent and what i've loved especially is just seeing we love irene i love irene linda granger absolute legend she's really brought it as she always does for all of her storylines but how important has she been on for this particular storyline i think irene's involvement in this has been vital for a couple of reasons firstly because we wanted to have someone that truly understood what bella was going through in the aftermath of this and irene's history of of her own abuse as a teenager which obviously didn't involve you know the internet and so forth it just allowed us to say abuse is abuse no matter how it comes about that secrets when it comes to that kind of a thing will never do you well irene had never dealt with her abuse as a child and it kind of forced her to do so because she became an example to Bella that if she didn't do the right thing for herself and actually open up about what had happened in her past, what kind of a message was she sending to this 16-year-old kid? And it became an empowering moment for Irene and in so doing that gave Bella the support system that she needed to get through it. So it became a cross-generational conversation. And in that respect, you know, it, it was it vital yeah. to the success of the so story. So she was getting something out of it as well, wasn't she? Yeah, she mm. was actually healing mm. through her dealings with Bella. So it, be, it became a real girl power yeah. kind of moment yeah. to say, let's band together in this support system. And take this and let's, effort down. Yeah, yeah, let's just make sure that we're not victims and that, you know, we stand united and we're stronger together. Irene has had her fair share of issues <laughs> Over these, let's let's yeah. be honest. I mean, no. she's only had a couple, but yeah. she's really had a big scope of them. But um, why do you think she resonates so much with the audience? Like people love her because she's Irene. That's she's Rainy. Yeah, she's um, human, isn't yeah, she? She's that's human. I think she's, that's what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She calls a spade a spade. Yeah. People come arrive to the bay damaged, and then they're healed. And Irene's the healing been, waters of the bay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And so she, you know, she's looked after these wayward teens and she just has, Lynn is just such an incredible actress. She's just got so much heart and warmth and she's everybody's mom. She yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I is. think that everybody can look to her to, to be told when they're being an idiot yeah. and to be smacked when you need to be smacked and to be told and hugged when you need to be hugged. So I feel like she's everyone's mum. Yeah. yeah, everyone needs an Irene. Yeah, I know. yeah, hundred percent. true. Here we go. We got lasagna, garlic bread, and cake. Geez, are you really hungry, or are you just eating your feelings? I'm not a teenage girl. Really? 
could have fooled me the way you carry on sometimes. Are there any battles? Do you guys ever get into battles behind the scenes about if you really believe in something but there's a bit of pushback on something that you can't get over the line or, you know, when you really believe in something, I've got this great idea for a story and someone says, can't do it or I don't want it to be done. Does it, does it ever happen or not really? There's always a way around it and yeah. I think that working with Lucy and with Julie McGoran, our executive producer, there's always a way to tell a story and, you know, if, I'm not arrogant enough to think that the one I pitched first is the only way to tell the story. So if someone does have a pushback on it, it's usually for good reason. It's because they really care about the show or the character. Or I guess we go into a story negotiation. I've never been told no. I've never been told absolutely 100% you can't tell that story. There's always a way for us to find a more comfortable way that everybody feels like they've been heard in the compromise. And often it ends up a better story absolutely. because yeah. everybody's invested in that and it's been the, the conversations we've had at the table end up part of the story, yeah. it, you know, so I guess it all it all comes out in the end. If anyone does sort of arc up and, and fight it, it is because they truly believe. Yeah. Like Louise said, it's often in doing that process you end up with a better product. And yeah. Teamwork makes a dream work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, go you. I know, I just made that up, but I'm sure I got that up Twitter or something Copyright. like that. Exactly, and write writing that down. That down. Yeah. Com. Um, we talked before about your favourite storylines or ones you're particularly proud of. Are there any other ones you haven't? What particular storylines have you enjoyed doing, Lou? The current Robbo story has been a real challenge for a number of reasons. Um, it's a complex story. It's a complex character that I inherited. I didn't create Robbo, uh, but I did recreate him th three times, I think. <laughs> and it's been one of those, just one of those dream situations where the audience have responded well, the actor has been, you know, a great collaborator. Lucy and Julie and I have worked really tirelessly behind the scenes to make sure that it all made sense and was continuity correct because it's taken so many twists and turns. He's such a good character. He's such a great character mm. and I feel like um, to have taken him from a mystery man through to like he's, you know, he's... he's You've broken him down. Well, no. You've rebuilt him, broken not. him down. Well, yeah, true. I, I've broken him a few times. Yeah. But, you know, now there's a baby on the way. Robbo's been through everything you could possibly possibly put a character through, so I'm kind of proud of that. Martha and Alf, mm. you know, I'm just, I can't, on the other end of the scale, I'm just, I'm loving watching Ray in this story space. I feel like it's an Alf I've never seen before. And I love every minute of it. And it's so romantic and nostalgic and kind of goes to the heart of what Very the show warm. is. It's mm. warm and it's funny. And he's not terribly, you know, Alf isn't terribly comfortable in this space. So he's a little bit delightfully he's awkward. He's not a Tinderer, is he? He's not no, a, he's, he's not. not going to catch him on Tinder anytime He's not going to be on Swipe Tinder. Right. No. no, he's <laughs> doing no swiping. But there's just something so beautiful about seeing... I guess Alf almost like this teenager that we've never seen before. Mm, and it's a new lease so of life for him, new, or yeah. new energy. Yeah. And I'm super proud of that. I mean, you think you're one sort of bloke, but what if you're not? What have you been having yourself on? You're not buying into it, are you? Can't stick my head in the sand. I lost one wife. I drove my daughter away for more years than I care to remember. Mate, you're blaming yourself far too much. Don't have any options. 
I mean, Rue and Martha are building bridges and I'm the bad guy. And I've loved in recent times the Brody and Ziggy storyline and how, how that unfolded and sort of seeing how that, you know, the young marriage didn't end so well and how it sort of affected all the families, the Morgans, their Stonies. And then off the, at, at the back of that, seeing Ziggy fall in love with Dean and just in recent times the, the, the car rally that sort of took them off out of the bay to where it all, all began. Car rally was outside of... Shots somewhere else, wasn't it? Yes, South, it was South, Australia. South Australia. South Australia. Yeah. Wow. So, I love when Home and Away goes yeah, out goes of Summer Bay, yeah. goes bush. Yeah. Yeah. Do I hear rumours about cameras melting on this shoot or is yeah, that a yeah. different story? So that okay. was, I think, partly a wonderful story, but seeing what how the crew managed to shoot, I think it was like 47 degrees, cameras melted, wow. yeah. cars broke down the car rally. It rained for the first time in, I don't know, 40 years or something Summer on Bay the day the before Fantastic. the shoot. Locations were washed away. But it was just an extraordinary... So lesson learned, never leave Summer Bay. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. that's, this is a whole different podcast. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about this awesome podcast. A big thanks to Julie McGoran, Seven's Head of Drama, Loretta Farrell, the producer, Nikki Hamilton, the executive producer. My name is Jason Smith. Join me next time on the Home and Away podcast. This is a Seven West Media podcast.